When will the rhymes ever stop? These are the bad times. They are so plop. I don't know. Kind of lost the rhyme. They're, they're, Whatever. They're plop. They're real plop. <laughs> it's late at night. We're drinking rosé. <laughs> We're getting through this last episode. Tyler, what time is it? Your move! It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. We're back, baby. Back on that bullshit. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 21, Double Trouble Duel, Part 3. Uh, I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. <laughs> and, and that other bullshit that I just said. We're finally getting to the end of this, this three-parter. Jimmy, okay, so... I need to explain why I'm so excited to finally be done with this fucking three-parter that I'm going to swear a lot about, and I apologize <laughs> to everyone listening. Um, oh, goodness, my ears. So, so I have hated this three-parter with every fiber of my being. It is not a good three-parter. And so last week, uh, for a variety of reasons, we, we were like scheduling you know, a time to sit down and record the episode and all these things. And it ended up just getting to a point where we didn't really have time to record anymore. So we go, well, okay, we'll do the bonus episode. And I really hope that everybody liked the bonus episode, BT Dubs. Um, we'll res- I like that show so much better than this one. It was so good. And I, I genuinely enjoyed our bonus episode. So I was like, let's do the bonus episode. We've got it in our back pocket. And we'll just start the, the next three-parter next week. Genuinely thinking that we had watched part three of this three-parter. I thought that we were done with Para and Docs. And then Jimmy goes... You mean finish the three-parter. And I had a sudden realization and my world collapsed. <laughs> I gave up hope <laughs> for a brief period of my life. Uh, you had such joy and then it was taken from you. Like a, a just a radiant dream that you wake up from and suddenly your real life is all the worse for it. I, I, I was very much like Joey in the last episode or two episodes ago where he did a good job and like knew the, the parable or whatever. And then everybody goes, but you're wrong though. I was wrong though. (laughs) So we watched double trouble duel part three. It's finally over. We're here to talk about it. Uh, but first Jimmy, so You know, we've been doing uh, the news when there is news. Is there news? There's not news. Uh, And there isn't always news. I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh! I feel like while there are things going on in the Yu-Gi-Oh! world, like there's Duel Links and there's new cards and there's stuff on their YouTube channel and all these things, these aren't the things that I think that you or I are particularly qualified to talk about. We're here for the bullshit cartoon. So what I'd like to do instead is I... And I'm not particularly qualified for this either. I mean... Who is, really? Really, honestly. Um, but one of the things that I would like to start doing is I, I, I want to change the first segment of the show, if that's okay with you. Uh-huh. So I don't know what to call this yet, but I would really love to spend a little bit of time each week talking about maybe just one thing that each of us recommends that our viewers or listeners or readers or the people who, who like our show could do with their week instead of watching Yu-Gi-Oh!, <laughs> Just a suggestion instead of watching this show. Yeah, just hey, you want to know? You want to like spend some time doing a good thing for twenty plus minutes other than watching Yu-Gi-Oh? Here's an idea. How does that sound? Yeah, I don't, I'm on board. I, I don't really know what to call it. Um, I really like asking what's good. It's a, it's a it's a question I I've heard on a bunch of podcasts. It's just like a 
like an opening thing. Uh-huh. Um, I, I like asking that to people just in my day to day now. So I'm gonna ask you now, Jimmy, what's a good, what's a good, what's a good <laughs> thing that people can do instead of watching Yu-Gi-Oh this week? What is a good or a service? <laughs> well, Tyler, they're things you can buy. What's a commodity? <laughs> can I trade four of them for one wheat? <laughs> Uh, one good thing that, that was I did, a, that was a settlers of Catan joke for those who weren't paying attention. I'm sorry. Go for on, the go extremely, on. the, the circle in the, of the Venn diagram of people who don't know what Catan is and people <laughs> who have watched Yu-Gi-Oh and are listening to a podcast about it. <laughs> the, the sliver, the of the sliver Venn, Venn diagram. All right. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Go on. Uh, one thing I did, uh, instead of watching Yu-Gi-Oh, um, the, actually the same day we were supposed to record last time. Uh, I went on a bike ride. Uh, Portland does this thing every summer called Sunday Parkways. I thought you were going to say the naked bike ride because that's a different thing. That is a very different thing, and I did not participate. Sunday Bikeways. Yeah, Sunday Parkways. Parkways. And it's this thing they do once a month during the summer months where a big loop of the city is shut down to car traffic, and it just becomes the whole street is just a huge bike route, and... People go out there with their families, and there's food trucks, and like live music is playing. Um, people are out with their kids. There are like people with hoses sitting out in front of their houses to hose you down because it was like ninety degrees. Oh, in like a nice way, not in a, a nice, like, yeah, not in like a malevolent way. Okay, <laughs> no, no, like like hoses, not like um, fire trucks. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's like it's like pleasant. Yeah, and it just becomes this very nice, almost utopian kind of experience where you just get out and ride your bike around and have fun and you can get a library card at their booth and support uh, local businesses and food carts and stuff. And I just had a really good time. That's awesome. Yeah. So this time it went for those of you who don't know, which is probably almost everyone, uh, Portland is split in two by the Willamette River. And this route took us on both sides of the river. So we got to go on um, the new bridge, which is... Um, the Tillicum Bridge. The Tillicum Crossing. Tillicum Crossing, yeah. Bridge of the People. I can't... Is it named after the beach or the whale? Um, neither. I believe it's named after the Tillicum People, I think it was. Oh, okay, okay. Which I think the beach is named after. Yeah. And the whale's named after. Yes. Anyway, continue. Um, which is always just... it. It's... That particular bridge doesn't ever allow cars on it. It's just buses and the streetcar and um, bikes and pedestrians, which is cool. Nice. It just opened up a few years ago. Yeah. And then up on the northern loop, it took us across whatever that bridge was. I forget. There's so many bridges in Portland. Portland, I the land of them. a thousand bridges. <laughs> I wish. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, that's what I would recommend you do instead of watch the Yu-Gi-Oh! the cartoon. Just Man. get on your bike and doodle around for a bit. It's really fun. Nice. I like that. What uh, would you recommend? What's good? Uh, what's good for me? So I have been hearing... Okay, I, I got I to gotta give this a little bit of backstory, I feel. I have been kind of not super satisfied with my podcast that I'm listening to. Because I, I really only listen to podcasts on my commute right now. And you would think that like... I do a podcast about Yu-Gi-Oh, so my podcast standards probably aren't very high, which is true. They're not. Um, but I've been looking for like a particular sort of style of podcast that I can't quite seem to define. So I've been trying a lot of new podcasts lately. 
And a lot of them are sponsored by Audible. And like I've done the Audible podcast sponsorship in previous podcasts and like it's nice, you know, it's good to have sort of a company that will sponsor people who are doing creative work. And I'm not going to deny anybody that. But, and here's what I recommend. There's a much easier way to get audiobooks. Uh, get a library card. Having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. No, and so this is a thing that I was Jekyll, just... Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde, Hyde, Jekyll. <laughs> it's that deep cut Arthur <laughs> reference. So, uh, I, for the longest time, just like didn't have a library card for whatever reason. It's not like... I'm not a big reader. I, I think I just read at the wrong times. Like I read when I'm getting ready for bed or like, you know, on the train or something when it's hard for me to pay attention. So it takes me a long time to read a book. And so finally, uh, Lauren convinced me to get a library card. And I'm so glad that she did. Uh, shout out to Lauren, who's not here today. Um, but uh, I'm so glad I, that I did because what you can do is you can download an app called Overdrive mm-hmm. uh, or Overdrive also, I guess, has a sister app called Libby. And what they do is you can enter your library card number, tell them what library you go to, and you can get digital versions of the audiobooks that those libraries carry and just check them out as like a digital checkout. So you don't have to like re- go to the library to get anything. You have to lo- go to the library to return anything. It's just there on your phone. So you can just listen to audiobooks at whenever for free free. and so it's scratching kind of that podcast itch and audiobook itch and i can feel like i'm actually kind of reading something and getting something out of it um i've been listening to most recently paddle your own canoe by nick offerman it's read by nick offerman so it's just wonderful and amazing um but yeah that's i think my recommendation is like if you're really looking for something to listen to and uh, you, you finish an episode of You Activated My Podcast and you're like, damn, that was good. I need more of that shit in my life. Uh, go and, and get a library card and download something uh, with maybe not quite as much, but but maybe an equal amount of sort of value to your life uh, in, as an audiobook. Um, you know, if, if, if you like You Activated My Podcast, you'll love audiobooks. <laughs> if you like this podcast, try books <laughs> uh but no i've uh i've done that before i had the i've got the overdrive app and whenever i have a long road trip um that's how i listen to a lot of the uh the disc world series oh yeah driving to and from my hometown or wherever yeah download that i've got um world war z that i checked out uh which is very good um yeah i like it yeah, and you know, and it's it's like a library, so there's only like a limited number of digital copies per book. So some of the popular ones you'll have to put on hold, like I had to put Paddle Your Own Canoe on hold. But for there are a lot of books out there, it turns out, a lot of audio books out there. So what I started doing is I would search by author if I like didn't immediately see the book that I wanted. Um, and I would go back and look at some of the less popular audio books that that author had out. And then just get those while I waited for the other to be on hold. Um, and that's a really, really cool way to get like really acquainted with works that you may not be introduced to otherwise. Yeah, neat. All right, so there are recommendations for the week. Ride a bike, read a book, listen to a book, <laughs> get a library card. Yeah, and if you can't find the audiobook you want on their app, you can always just go to the library and they probably have it on CD. Yeah, um, there was a... Dumb, I think this is maybe part of why I'm thinking about it. There was a dumb article 
on uh was it new york times oh it was forbes i think i know the one you're talking about yes yes forbes talking about how amazon was thinking about replacing libraries with like amazon libraries basically and i think they've since taken the article down because everybody realized how shitty of an idea (laughs) is everyone on twitter was just shitting on this guy for like three days straight so yeah i mean you know what libraries provide a really amazing service for a lot of different reasons, not just like, oh, here's public access to books, but like public access to computers and classes and community spaces. They've got all kinds of crazy shit now. They've got like 3D printers in some libraries that uh, you can check out video games, um, Blu-rays, all kinds of, there's like rooms you can check out. Yeah. I mean, even just having a space to go and like play D&D with friends, like, Man, that's that's huge. I mean, especially if, you know, maybe you're in a situation where like you don't feel comfortable playing D&D at home or don't you have need some nice air conditioning. Yeah, oof, jeez. I mean, especially this time of year, really anywhere in the states. Although I did see <laughs> I I've started uh following just speaking of air conditioning. I started following a bunch of uh Twitter accounts in England, and everybody is complaining about the weather there. Y'all Oh yeah, I've seen the, I've seen them complaining about like, oh, it's such and such a, a temperature, and then I like do the conversion from Celsius to Fahrenheit, and it's like, it's like eighty. Yeah, like, oh no, that's a pleasant warm temperature. It was also really funny because uh, I didn't realize at first that everyone was talking about Celsius. They're like, man, it's so hot, it's thirty degrees. <laughs> like, oh, oh, right, oh, Celsius. Okay, that's like eighty-two or whatever. All right, all right, you're fine. You're fine. Honestly, it's okay. But I guess no one in uh, that part of the world like owns fans because they never no, that's the need thing. to move air around. I guess. Yeah, it's like most of Portland. There's just no air conditioning. Really, the only buildings here that have air conditioning were built in the last, like, five years. Yeah. All right. I think we've avoided this episode enough. Do we want to talk about this shit? Let's talk about this shit. It's time to discuss the episode. Let's talk about this episode so we don't have to talk about it again. We can get through the other side. <laughs> we can do Just it. Just push through. We can do it. We will leave this behind us. This week, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 21. That's titled Double Trouble Duel, colon, part three. Uh, Jimmy, I did the recap last week, so it is your turn to suffer through this shit. Yes, once again, the the onus is on me to deal with this crazy maze. Now, I, I do want to say, because I, I feel guilty you do you doing the recap for two of the three episodes of this, of this three-parter. So I am here to help. Uh, what I've done is I pulled up yugioh.wikia.com. This will be... I think an extremely beneficial move. I just going forward, so we don't have to like think back on this this episode, which is falling through my brain like sand. It's it's in a Im- sieve. It's impossible to hold on to. This episode has a perception filter around it, and the more you concentrate on it, the worse it becomes. I think there were cards involved. I don't. I honestly don't even think that much. <laughs> um, so what I've done is I pulled up Yu-Gi-Oh.com and I've pulled up the uh, entry for this episode, which includes a uh, step-by-step recap of the duel that we see in this episode. So I am here to help uh, once we get to that part and take it away. All right. So it picks up where we left left off last time. Um, the Para and Docs guys the paradox brothers para and dox paradox have um 
summon their so their Toa Kaita of gods. Their, uh, the their three guardian. elemental. The Trinity. The Trinity. The three elemental guys who combine into uh, the Gate Guardian. And the Gate Guardian uh, fires his lasers at, um, I think it's Dark Magician, isn't it? Uh, he... Or is it Joey's guy? Uh, it doesn't matter it... because you. <sighs> they're like, wah, ha, ha, you're going to die and then yugi plays one of his trap cards that he put right out and it's mirror shield oh mirror yeah so he, so he fires a shot at flame swordsman flame swordsman right, here, let me just let me just pull it up let's just start now <laughs> yugi has 800 life points remaining and controls dark magician nobody attack cares position, hidden under magical stuff. hats and two set cards Joey has 1,600 life points remaining and controls Flame Swordsman in attack position, equipped with Salamandra and no set cards. Para has Jesus Christ, this is detailed. Um, yeah, it's like, why go into this much detail? Because it's a fake card game that doesn't play by any rules. No, it doesn't. Which gonna, we see repeatedly through this episode. Through, yeah, I mean, repeatedly through this series, but like, I think it happens more in this episode yeah, than there's like three different else. things where they just pull random shit out of their ass. So, okay, so turn 23. This has been going on for 23 turns. Para has Sangha of the Thunder attack Flame Swordsman. But then Yugi activates his face-down Mirror Force card. Mirror Force. To reflect the attack back at Para and Dox's monsters. And so the it bounces, and it looks the, the Mirror Force kind of looks like um, the Mac Beach Ball of Death. It's just kind oh, of it a does. rainbow spinny thing. It goes bouncing off of there. And sorry, your dog is licking my knee, and it's very <laughs> <Pepper>. wet. <laughs> Pepper has this like nervous tick where he starts just licking really anything. Um, he loves licking feet, which is very uncomfortable. It's weird, it's, Tyler. It's, it's really I just want to say that out loud and, to you at least he, once. It's weird. When he and can't, you let him do it. When he can't get to a foot, he licks like a knee or like your arm. Anyway, go anyway back to the I'm episode. sorry, everybody. <laughs> My dog is weird. Anyway, back to the episode, the energy blast or whatever bounces off the mirror shield and mm-hmm. goes back at the gate guardian. Yes. But then they command the, uh, I think it's the water part of I, the elemental. Yes, I believe to so. To do like a, some kind of shield of their own, which completely uh, blocks the attack again. So they're doing this Lincoln Ganondorf. Sorry. Oh, and we're getting a phone call. We'll be back. Okay, we're kind of back from break now. Uh, this is Tyler. Hi. So Jimmy had to take a really important phone call for his job, and he's peeing right now. So uh, he's going to come out of the bathroom, and he's going to pick up the mic, and we're just going to act casual, okay, you and me. Uh, so I got Pepper here on my lap. He's hanging out. Um, so the other thing that I was thinking about with uh, the – recommendations is i don't know if you've seen these youtube videos of the kiki challenge but i hate them and i can't stop watching them at the same time it's kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh. uh so if you haven't seen those you should watch at least one um i may have just tweeted a kyber related oh. That's all right. We can do it. I believe in us. Yeah. 
And we're back. Whoa, and there goes the mic. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, okay. We're good. We're good. We're back for real. Pepper has a lap to sit on again. But just, okay, that's fine. He's sitting in his bed and my lap. Uh, okay, when we left off, uh, the uh, lightning god had just uh, done a, a thunder thing uh, at the flame swordsman, and Yugi used the uh, Hylian mirror shield to reflect it, and it shot back at Ganondorf. Uh, it shot back at Ganondorf, <laughs> but then Ganondorf uh, had the again. had the water god to reflect it again. And then what happened, Jimmy? And then it hit. I believe it was Monster Tamer. Wasn't yes. It? So they did this bounce back and forth thing a couple times, and it just finally hit their monster tamer, who dies instantly. Yeah, and it was it was interesting because Yugi knew that it was going to hit monster tamer. He was like, "I expected you to reflect it, and uh, but look at who it reflected back on. It reflected back on monster tamer." But like, there was really no obvious reason for why it, to it would have hit done monster tamer unless it like targets the next monster that they have and that's the only one i don't know it must but like then they would have known i don't know so that part doesn't make a whole lot of sense but yes it does hit and kill monster tamer uh and then because i can tell by the look on your face uh that you have just peed this knowledge out of you yeah it is is no longer (laughs) oh okay what do you believe what happens next um after that it's either it's always like one of two things that I remember. It's either Joey's turn, uh-huh, uh, or it cuts back to Kaiba. Okay, so it's the first one. Okay. That was Yugi's turn, I believe. Uh that was or, Paris' turn. It was turn. Paris' turn so that Yugi Joey's played turn. his traps on. So it right. goes back to Joey and Yugi's like, uh, I hope you've got a plan. I believe in you, Joey. And Joey's like, Yeah, of course I do. And he um he draws a card and looks at it and like cackles maniacally for a oh, second. Oh no, no, no! You're skipping ahead. You're skipping oh. ahead. Let me read you the entire summary of this turn. Oh boy! Flame Swordsman attacks Kazajin, which is the water one, but Dox activates the effect of Suijin. Oh, or, I was com- thinking Kazajin of a is the thunder one. Suijin is the water one uh, to reduce the battle damage to zero. Thus ends Joey's turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all that happens. Yeah, his flame swordsman attacks the water guy and is quenched. Yep. Uh, and, and that's it. And now I think we cut to Kaiba. Now it cuts back to Kaiba, who's... Actually, it doesn't cut back to Kaiba. He ran away from the guards. Oh, so it cuts to guards. It cuts to the guards in Pegasus's guards in his secret tunnels. Uh, three of them... This is the part we were talking about earlier. So three good. of the guards are, are meeting up in the secret tunnels and like, I can't find any trace of him. Um... Where could he have gone? Meanwhile, they're running around in these like stone tunnels that have like actual lit torches on the walls instead of I don't know a security system <laughs> that you might want to put down in your secret tunnels. He's all about the theatrics, like that, that Pegasus. It, it is completely on brand for Kaiba, and so they're like, "Well, let's go just run back and guard Mokuba's uh, cell, and well, he'll be bound to show up." And so they run away, and then. Kaiba falls into frame where he had clearly been Sam Fishering Splinter Cell style from the ceiling. Like he was doing that um, Jean-Claude Van Damme like legs splits. out splay yeah. uh, between the walls of this this tunnel, which are clearly like 10 feet apart. At least. So I don't know how he got up there while holding a 
uh, briefcase full of um, special hologram projectors. That's right. I forgot about that. That briefcase has got to be at least 40 pounds. It's a, it, yeah, these it's are a like metal prototype. Briefcase. It's a metal briefcase holding prototype projector things that he's just been carrying around the whole time because he can't duel without his hologram projectors. You know, it would be really convenient for Kaiba if you could play this game with maybe maybe Cards? a series of like 40 sort of small rectangular pieces of paper or, or even plastic. Like, like cardboard or something. Yeah, like cardboard, card, bo- ca- cards, cards. What if what if you just played Yu-Gi-Oh with cards? <laughs> That's crazy talk. No one would ever watch that. No. <laughs> we would never make a TV show about that. Anyway, so uh go on. Uh so um Kaiba falls from the ceiling and does like a superhero pose landing and stands up and he's like, hmm, the guards know where Mokuba's chamber is. I'll, I'd better follow him and runs off into the distance. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it cuts back to the game because yes. we just need to check up on Kaiba doing his crazy stunts in a tunnel. Correct. For a sec. Uh, and back in the duel, because I think now I'm the resonant uh, duel minder. Uh, yeah. I always remember like the story stuff and none of the card game stuff because it just... It has no bearing whatsoever it, on interest. It doesn't, and it's frustrating because <laughs> that's what the show is ostensibly about is the duels, but it's impossible to keep track of what happens in them. Uh, but what happens next is uh, sewage in, the, the water part <laughs> of the I can't believe Trinity. it's called sewage in. I know, I know. And it's, it's water-powered. It's I know bad. it's like Chinese or something. But. It's, so sewage in attacks flame swordsman. Visually, Wikia says... The attack literally floods the maze with water, oh, now I remember, sweeping yes. everything in its path. This is a part where um, it just essentially several things happen. Several things happen. The first of which is Gate Guardian pees on the battlefield. Right. This torrent of water jets out from its crotch. Okay, Let's just be, say it's be, crotch. Well, because okay, so think of Gate Guardian's composition. Gate Guardian is a Voltron comprised of three parts. And the joke with Voltron is always like, an all form the head. And you, you kind of picture like, oh, maybe there's like a fight between them. Like, okay, which lion Who is going to form to the, the head? head? Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't want to be a leg anymore. Right. And that's, well, so that's exactly it is the Mastodon Zord is always going to be the leg of the, the Megazord. In this case, Suogen is always going to be the legs of the Gate Guardian, which means its head is in the crotchal region. <laughs> Unfortunately. And it has no arms. Because its face is there and it fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To spew out this torrent of water. It does. And so it its water attack uh, fills up the entire maze. So it's just like a good couple of in- inches of water just mm-hmm. on the floor now. Yep, and it attacks everything in its path using the torrent of water attacks everything, uh, including the magical hats. Correct, and under one of the magical hats, uh, oh, it's it's going to or it destroys the flame swordsman because flame is he gets swept away in the water, Uh and he's flames. So basic elemental strategy there. Yep. So now flame swordsman dies, and there's water everywhere. There's water everywhere. So now it's back to Yugi's turn. Yugi's turn, you're correct. And Yugi's like, heh, heh, heh. Uh, is, this it? is this the part where 
he uses polymerization or is that later? No, that's no. a little bit later. So okay. he's, he's got his skull demon. Yeah, he sets one card and then he summons summoned skull. Summon skull. I can never remember. How summon many summoned skulls can summon soul summon? Su- wow. <laughs> How many summoned skulls could summoned skull summon if summoned skull could, could summon 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 skulls? So he summons summoned skull. He's summoned skull is summoned at school. True to his name, summoned. <laughs> it's a very apt name. And he shows up and um does Yugi play a trap card or is he just do he the attack sets, that does this? He sets one card. He sets one card face And then down. he does the attack. And then he does Summon Skull's <laughs> attack, which Summon is... Skull ha- is, is no longer in the process of being summoned. Summon Skull has been summoned and may now act. <laughs> he is now acting Skull. This freaking s- s- Summon <laughs> Skull. Anyway, um, yeah, it's now attacking Skull and... I would say, as you might know, but <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. No one cares. Its attack is like a lightning powered. Yes. It's some kind of lightning attack. And it attacks the water that is now flooding the entire battlefield and mm-hmm. turns it into uh, one of those Half-Life 2 levels where you have to jump on the, the physics objects to get across the electric water. Yep. And so this, it looks like, a zap of electricity following the maze through, even though that's not how electricity works. That's not how lightning works. works. That's how someone's skull's lightning works, though. It goes all the way back to Gate Guardian and Mm -hmm. zaps its legs off. Correct. Yes. Uh, It decreases... Let me see here. It attacks Suijin, technically. Because I guess you can still attack each elemental god, even though they're all part of the same creature. Well, so, so here's what happens. So Docs, and this is why I'm really glad that I pulled up the wiki up because this is completely inscrutable. Uh, Docs tries to activate the effects of Kazogen, which is the middle one, the lightning guy, uh, to reduce the battle damage to zero, which is the same effect that they used on Flame Swordsman on Joey's turn. But... Not to deflect it. Well, not to... Yeah, to deflect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, no, not to reflect it. To reduce it to zero. Yeah. Uh... But Yugi activates his face down card that he played, which is Spellbinding Circle, which re- prevents the sections, the individual sections of Gate Guardian from activating their effects. So the, the magic circle, the Spellbinding Circle, appears around the middle section. His tubby belly. <laughs> uh, preventing it from protecting the legs. So the lightning directly attacks the legs, killing just the leg portion of the just Gate Guardian. Just sewage Right. So that leaves Suijin as basically a floating torso with arms. The Gate Guardian is a the floating gate torso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wanted there to be a shot where it like fell. On the ground, yeah. yeah that would have been funny, but no but such it floats luck. There. It floats there. Maybe they should just attack its uh, its uh, hover circle or whatever it was on that castle. Oh, yeah. It's, what uh, was that called? The hover ring. The anti-gravity yeah. barrier. Anti-gravity on the had castle some of weird darkness name though. Anyway. Oh no, my castle. <laughs> oh, I'm it does not fall and crush the battlefield though anyway. it should. Yep. Um and then it's now the so Paradox it's, Brothers it's, turn. Yeah, so it's Paradox. I'm not turn. going to remember which one's para and which one's docs. So the one on the and left is the para and the one on the right is docs. Well, like this entire time, they've just been doing crazy flips and shit. Like every time it cuts away to them. And 
like every time they speak, um, their voices are so weird. Like you think they're going to do a rhyme, but they don't. And then when they do do a rhyme, it's all the more jarring. Yeah, it's really it's they. I think they set themselves up for failure because their their meter for the rhymes was so it's awful tilted. It, their rhymes never have the same meter, like line to line, mm-hmm. which is just a terrible sin, in my opinion. You if get, you're going to go into this gimmick, then just go all the way. You get the sense that they. I think we I think we made this joke. I'm positive we made this joke. Now that I'm going to say it, you get the sense, especially in this episode, that Pegasus found them in like an improv 101 class, and one of the games they play is like, "All right, you're going to start a rhyme and you're going to finish it." And they just like every time they say anything, they say like half a sentence and then look at the other person and like, "Uh, uh, uh here you go. Here you go." That's I'm exactly what they do up. though. Um, and the problem with that is you get so used to that just horrible rhythm where that's also just their speaking rhythm and you can't tell when it's intentional and when it's not. So when it's not, you're like, ah, here comes the rhyme. Nope. Yeah. That's the other thing that bothers me about these guys. If they're going to be the rhyming brothers, have them rhyme. Don't just half-ass it. Anyway, it's Para's turn. And I, for the life of me, can't remember what he does. Well, so he does one thing, and it's dumb as shit. So he plays a card called Remove Trap. And he, oh, yeah. And he, 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 I thought it was part of the last turn, but I guess not. Nope. He plays Remove Trap, which is just like you see it for like a couple of frames, and it's just like a bear trap that's getting pulled away. Yep. And it removes the binding circle from Gate Guardian. Bingo. So that's his do whole turn. Again. And now it's Joey's turn, and this is what you were thinking of earlier. Okay. He draws. Now Joey uh, takes his turn, uh-huh. and he draws. I remembered this earlier, and I can't now. Red eyes. Oh yes, black. Red dragon. eyes, black dragon. He plays red eyes, black dragon. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Now you have to. Your weakened uh, gate guardian cannot stand against my red eyes, black dragon, mm-hmm. and. <sighs> It comes out, yep. and the Paradox Brothers no, just snicker. No, no, hang on. There's, there, there's one more cool thing that happens. Oh, what? And this is some of the bullshit that we were talking about. Uh, is Yugi, even though it's not his turn, activates polymerization to fuse Red Eyes Black Dragon. I thought that was just no, like no, a little... No, that's this, that's this that turn. Is that the same that's turn? turn? Okay. I don't know how or why it happens, but it does. Anyway, Yugi plays polymerization on... The Red Eyes, Black Dragon, and Summon Skull, which I guess you can just use polymerization however the hell you want. Combine any two monsters. That's pretty fun. <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard it's you like monsters. It's a fun mechanic. It's, yeah, it is. It I, really is. It's just completely pulled out of nowhere. Spoiler alert. It's a fun mechanic in the real game, too, but it does not work this way. <laughs> so they combine those two monsters into what's basically just Ridley from Metroid. He's a big, spooky, skeletal-ish dragon yep exactly and they're like oh we can crush him now with this whatever the hell the name of the thing is uh can you it, bring it up it is uh black skull dragon black skull dragon which is a pretty badass name actually. yeah that's pretty cool but the paradox brothers are like Mwahaha. the don't you know the rules of the labyrinth you can't fly over it 
did they mention this at all before? No. <laughs> no, they did not. They're and, just sprint and Yugi's like, what the and I guess he didn't know about it either. And but they're y- such dicks about it. Yeah, they like mock them for like forty five seconds at least. There's a special rule, didn't you know? It's literally one of the lines. Anyway, and- they can't uh use Black Skull Dragon because its only method of locomotion is flying. And it cannot fly through the maze. Or over it. And it can't walk on the ground because its legs don't work, I guess. I guess. I like. I want to believe that maybe it's because it's too big. Like, maybe that's the reason why the Gate Guardian hasn't come through the labyrinth yet. That it just can't fit through the walls. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. But, like, at that point, fuck walls. Tear them down. Yeah, you're not playing Yu-Gi-Oh! at this point anymore. You're playing an RTS game. This is a game. Which would be a much more interesting uh, show. I think, I, think. It, I think it would be. I think a lot um, of things would be more interesting. Isn't there? Didn't we talk about capsule monsters? Yeah, that's so. That's literally what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Show us capsule monsters, damn it. So, okay, this isn't my worst. So, I'm, is it okay if I derail us for just a moment here? Sure, go ahead. If I'm right and it's a size issue and it's because Red Eyes Black Dragon and the Gate Guardian are too big to enter the labyrinth, like. Tear down the fucking walls. Yeah. Have them rip through the walls. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. (laughs) This is a game where a rock golem stabbed the moon. Yeah, no one's made any moves to like dispel or otherwise get rid of this labyrinth that's screwing up the whole game. And while it's a fun mechanic, it's like blocking them at every turn, literally, because it's a labyrinth. Without explanation. Yeah. So why can't you just stab the wall or knock it down or blow it up or tunnel underneath it all manner of things they could be doing but they just literally accept the fact that they have to go along with it heart of the cards heart of the cards anyway anyway so then docs draws ryoku i don't remember which one that is so ryoku is a he calls it a rare and powerful card uh, because Joey goes Ryoku and Yugi goes Ryoku and Joey goes. Oh yeah, there's he's Joe. Um, Yugi says Ryoku and then there's like a two second pause. Uh huh. Where Joey's just like, like reacts to it. What? <laughs> and and then Yugi re- repeats Ryoku and then there's another uncomfortable pause and he goes, "It's a rare and powerful <laughs> card." Ryoku, my favorite character from Kill a Kill. <laughs> oh wait, um, that's Ryoko. <laughs> I mean, close enough. Um, so Ryoku. Uh, is a rare and powerful card that uh, halves Yugi and Joey's life points and adds whatever that value is to the attack points of a monster. So it drains half their life Uh and adds it to the attack power of the monster. Of Gate Guardian in this case. Of Gate Guardian, yes. And so it gets way stronger despite missing its legs now. Yes, so it is now in two parts... Uh, Sanga of the Thunder now has 3,000 attack and Kazajin has uh, 3,050 attack for those of you playing along at home. Is that their whole turn? Uh, yes, that's Dox's whole turn. So now it's Yugi's turn. Now back to Yugi, who does something. Okay, so you remember how the water uh, attacked everything on the board? And you remember how when Magical Hats gets attacked, like whatever's under them kind of gets revealed? Not in this case, apparently, because the magical hats are still there. Yeah, I was wondering, but why are the magical hats still there? 
the world may never know. It's not explained. Um, then uh, Yugi releases Dark Magician from under one of the hats and moves him to the end of the labyrinth right in front of Gate Guardian. Ah, yes, this part. So it walks out, and the Paradox Brothers are like, you fool, what are you doing? We're just going to kill it, like, instantly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And does he do that second part on uh, this turn, or no, what, what, it's later? What second part are you thinking of? Because it is this turn. Oh, is it? The, sw- well, the switcheroo? No, no, no. So okay. this turn, he activates uh, his card, Reborn the Monster. Oh, that's right. To special summon a monster, and he doesn't say what yet. Yeah. <laughs> this there, there are two switcheroos in a row, which is why Jimmy's having trouble here, and it's it's really weird and confusing. He says, Reborn the Monster, and he says, I'll resummon a monster. And then it cuts immediately back to the Paradox Brothers, where they're like, whatever, we... We're going to have Gate Guardian attack your uh, your magician. Like, even without... Without having... even letting Yugi end his goddamn turn. <laughs> without even letting Yugi end his goddamn sentence that he was talking about. God, they're and the so, worst. I hate these guys. I don't know how that's even, like, legal. But, it's not. Uh, Gate Guardian attacks um, magician. Dark magician. Dark yep. magician. But then Yugi, like, is like... Hey, I didn't finish what I was saying. <laughs> I summon um, that creature you just said. Uh, Suigen. Suigen. The one that was just yes. killed earlier. The third of the three gods. Yes. The legs. The legs. And I believe he summons it right in front of... He, he does, it's actually really funny because he summons it immediately Pepper, it. underneath the dark magician so the dark magician oh yeah raised up that's why i was trying to remember it's um it's just there's like this torrent of um protective water that the that suigen had used before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. except it's around dark magician and underneath dark magician like a freaking chris angel show or something <laughs> Uh, Suigen just <laughs> like rises like a platform that he's standing on out uh-huh. of the ground, and uh, and yeah, it's real epic for Dark Magician, and it looks real cool. And uh, he's just standing on a pair of legs, basically. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's standing on a pair of legs with like a weird head in the middle. It looks like. Um, do you remember? So in. Sorry, Pepper is now in the internal mic of the Zoom, and it sounds really <laughs> weird in my ears. Um, but uh, do you remember in uh, Star Wars, the the chess game that they play, the holographic chess? Obviously. There's that one monster, and I, I wish I knew the name of this monster. That's essentially just a mouth yes. that's got two arms coming from it, and it walks using those arms. Uh-huh. That's sewage. Yeah. That's exactly what this monster looks like to me. He also looks like the uh, that one guy from Monsters University, the purple guy. Do you remember? Did you see that? Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Okay, there's a character in Monsters University. That sounds fam- the I'm, prequel to Monsters. I'm Inc. sure that I've seen that movie at some point. Who's just, just like a pair of legs that's like flopping around everywhere. Yeah, sort of like an upside down U, right? Yeah. With like a mouth in the in the apex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's Suigen. He's a pair of legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A pair of legs um, for the Paradox Brothers. So, okay, hmm. <laughs> mm, we're going to move right past that one. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> is Pepper going to like mess with the recording? No. So, <laughs> Are you not going to use that track? No, 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 no. So I don't use the internal audio, but it's really funny because he's real curious about the uh, the internal mic on the Zoom. <laughs> 
So every now and then he just like pokes it and I hear a I'm like, oh, Jesus. I'm sure it's not that great listening to him slurping on your knee either. No, it's not. It's not I'm good. glad you took him away from me because it was extremely distracting uh, and weird. He's just stressed. He gets real stressed when we talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, he has lots of opinions and he just, he, he has no mouth, but he must discourse. No, he, he has a mouth. He's offended that everyone's calling Joey a dog is an insult. It is. It is. It's an insult to dogs everywhere. Uh, so, so okay, so yeah, so completely derailing this episode. I'm so sorry, everybody. So, so sorry that we're ruining your Yu-Gi-Oh content. <laughs> um, so uh, Suijin uh is raised up from the ground and uh casts the like water shield spell that Para and Docs used earlier. Uh, yeah, so to try protects... and block Flame Swordsman's attack, so it protects Dark Magician. Which is what he was like surrounded by as it was rising out of the ground. So it just right. bounces back, and now does, does it, it bounce back or is it I just nullified? It does uh, no, it just nullifies. It's it just nullifies. nullified. Yeah, uh, it reduces the battle damage to zero, uh, and then it is Paris' turn. Oh no, no, pardon me. That is Paris' turn is attacking. So it goes straight to Joey's turn. Oh yeah, because they jumped the gun on their turn. Yeah, that's what you get. No takebacks. Uh, and then it's Joey's turn, and he draws a uh, copycat. And this is when yeah. this is what you were thinking of earlier, I think, because Joey draws the card and instantly has that like evil look on his face. Yeah, he, he looks like, at I it. have a plan and now. There's like a really weird effect when it zooms in on the card where it's mm-hmm. like super out of focus for some reason. And it just yeah. lasts that way for like five seconds. I, I don't know why they do that. It's sort of like a like a lens. Uh, like, like a, a zoom, zoom blur, I guess. Like if you're like going a, to Photoshop and do the zoom blur effect, where it gives you kind of a like a zoom vignette almost. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was because he was like moving it, but it just keeps doing. No, that. that's just what it looks like. Yeah. It's an extremely blurry card, and he <laughs> plays it. Yeah. And it copies. Um. Uh, Ryoku. Ryoku. Ryoko. Ryoku. 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 I'm Ryoku. looking at it right now. It's R I R Y O K U. Okay. Ryoku. I don't remember what it does <laughs> after that. Okay, so yeah, so Ryoku is kind of a weird card. So Ryoku, what it does is it takes your opponent. It's late at night, and I've had a glass of wine. Yeah, we we really had to struggle to get through this episode, you guys. <laughs> uh, so Ryoku is a weird card in that it takes half of your opponent's life points. Uh, and it's not just one opponent. It's half of any of your opponent's life points. And it takes the sum total of the life points it has taken. And it adds those life points to the attack of uh, one or more of your monsters. So what Joey does is he plays Copycat to copy the effects of Ryoku to take half of para and dox's life points and then apply those life points to the attack power of the uh what's called the black the black skull dragon notably not the uh not dark magician right and they are like kind of nonplussed at this and they kind of make fun at him uh for boosting this dragon that can't attack because it's way over there Mm -hmm. yeah and they're like why did you boost the attack of that dragon it's way over there and and it can't move because the only way it can move is flying for some reason then so that was joey's turn right now it's yugi's turn that's right because it goes in a 
Is it Yugi's turn? It I is. I thought it was it, like bounced it, across. Oh, oh no, pardon me, pardon me. Uh, let me see. No, it's Dox's turn. Yeah, that's what I thought. So Dox, what does Dox do? Dox tries... Okay, this is dumb. So if you're... If you're kind of mentally playing along at home, uh, you know, in much the same way that like I might listen to a game of baseball and visualize where the players are, visualize with me for a moment where the monsters are in the field. Uh, at one end... Enter with- my Yu-Gi-Oh! Mind Palace! <laughs> <laughs> This is where I envision playing Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm Benedict Cumberbatch. Welcome to my Yu-Gi-Oh! Mind Labyrinth. Uh, So at one end, uh, you've got the Paradox Brothers. And in front of the Paradox Brothers is uh, the Gate Guardian, sort of guarding the gate uh, at one end of the labyrinth. I'm the Gate Guardian, guardian of the gate. Poseidon quivers before him! (laughs) Fuck off! Uh, so the gate guardian is standing immediately across from, like literally one of these tiles away from, uh, the dark magician who is now riding atop Suigen, uh, who is the former legs of the gate guardian. So there's sort of a guardian versus guardian mm, sort of Mexican standoff happening here where really neither side is attacking, uh, because they know that, like, really it's not going to come of any good. So what happens here on Dox's turn is that the top half of the Gate Guardian attacks the bottom half of the Gate Guardian, but because the bottom half of the Gate Guardian is also the water half of the Gate Guardian, it pulls up that water shield again to just block the attack. So it atta- So their Gate Guardian attacks the legs. Right. And okay, it does so nothing. the bottom half of the Gate Guardian sounds like the, the central... Is- core yeah the, the bottom half of the gate guardian is is just sewagen uh, i'm talking it about attacks sewagen not it, the gate guardian. right yeah pardon me pardon Sorry. me so so the top two halves of the gate guardian attack sewagen that the direct magician yeah. is riding on top of and sewagen's water powers deflect the attack and it does nothing and that's the whole turn and i'm mad at the paradox brothers for doing that because they knew that that was going to happen and they could have attacked dark magician yeah anyway um then it is yugi's turn then it is Yugi's turn, and here's uh, the other switcheroo that I, we were talking about. He plays the card that I forget its name, but is literally just switcheroo, which switches two monsters on the battlefield. Correct. And the, the cards that he chooses are Dark Magician mm-hmm. and uh, Black Skull Dragon. Right. And so finally, um, Black Skull Dragon pops up in front of the... Uh, the the gate guardian and is this the end of the episode uh almost i forgot i forgot pardon me there was a second attack in there where they do end up destroying sewagen because they oh, only yes. use the water shield move like once per turn so sewagen goes away oh yeah now i was trying to think back and remember why sewagen wasn't there when this right, happened right, right. so sewagen does get destroyed uh, but Dark Magician is still there, and then Switcheroo gets played. Uh, Switcheroo is actually called Monster Replace, and I, Monster like, Replace. I like Switcheroo much better. <laughs> uh, so now, uh, if we if we go back to Benedict Cumberbatch's Mind Labyrinth, uh, we have the Gate Guardian, the top two have or the top two thirds of the Gate Guardian uh, facing off directly against Black Skull Dragon, and with boosted attack points, I might add. And Black Skull Dragon wipes the floor with it. Yeah, Black Skull Dragon has a sick attack here. This is maybe one cool. of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, so 
uh, if you picture the two different attacks of the monsters, Summon Skull and Red Eyes Black Dragon, you've got like lightning and you've got fire and and you've got darkness. And so what happens here is Black Skull Dragon literally grows three meteors in its mouth and spits them out one by one like a cannon. Uh, And it looks it looks pretty badass. Anyway, they all smack into uh, Gate Guardian, and it dies. The end. It dies, and it uh, depletes the remainder of Para and Dox's life points simultaneously. Yeah, they both drop to zero, and like, oh, oh no! So, game set match: uh, Yugi and Joey. Yay! Who would have thought that they would have won the duel? So they're like, yeah, we get star chips now, and now they each have ten star chips. But after they get that, it cuts back to, is it right after this happens when that cuts back to Kaiba? Uh, yes. Anyway, at some point in these proceedings, um, these two separate storylines, uh, Kaiba uh, shows up and he, once again, is Sam Fisher crawling on the ceiling and he falls down and takes out all three of the guards. By smacking them with his briefcase, he does some karate on him. It's pretty he, cool. He's got he, he's just a billionaire genius playboy philanthropist, so he knows everything. Is Kaiba Batman or is Kaiba Tony Stark? He's like Tony Stark if he was like fifteen and a douche, which is kind of so Tony Tony Stark. Stark. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. But instead of investing in like cool um, suits of armor, he invests in. Uh, jets shaped like his favorite card. Might I present to the court Exhibit A, <laughs> Blue Eyes White Jet. Have we? Has it shown up in the show yet so far? <laughs> no, okay. no, I don't think it ever shows up in the show, actually. Aww. I think it's just in the movie. But Blue anyway, Eyes White that's Jet. what he's doing instead yep. of truth. anything worthwhile. Um, he shows up at Mokuba's cell, and Mokuba's like, Oh, brother, you came to rescue me. I knew you would. And he's like, Mokuba, I'm here to rescue you. Hold still while I pick the lock. And there's a really weird shot right when Mokuba sees him that you mentioned where his eyes are like completely in shadow. It's weird. Uh, yeah, he does kind of like a like a Bela Lugosi Dracula shot where he appears in shadow, like kind of silhouetted and you see his eyes. But the way that they drew his eyes, the eyes themselves are like three inches higher than they should be. <laughs> Just while he's in shadow. It's a little and spooky. Then, and then he steps forward and he's normal. So yeah. I don't know what was going on there. Anyway, Pegasus shows up and does the slow clap. Mm, welcome to my torture dungeon. I knew you would find me, Kaiba boy. Mm-hmm. All that kind of shit. And Kaiba's like, uh, why shouldn't I just like take you down here and now? Like... In the original, he probably had a gun. He definitely had a gun in the original. I can't imagine a world in which he didn't have a gun here. I'm like, what's he going to do? Punch Pegasus? I mean, probably. he might. I mean, he he did just... take over all those guards. Exactly, yeah. So he might. And um, Pegasus is, mm, you won't lay a finger on me because watch this. I've got a cool magic trick. And um, he f- flashes his Millennium Eye, kapwing, and Mokuba falls over, uh, slumped to the ground, and uh, Pegasus flips up a Yu-Gi-Oh card, or sorry, a dual monsters card. 
and he's got uh, Mokuba's soul imprisoned in the card. You know, it's me, Pegasus, the inventor of dual monsters. <laughs> That's a really good Pegasus voice. Mm. Mm. Pegasus. There's a there for every accent. I feel that there's like a sentence or like a like a saying that you need to say to kind of get you into the accent. Uh, and for Pegasus, it's mm. <laughs> anyway. He uh, he waves a card around and is like, mm, "You can have your brother's soul back if you defeat me in a duel. But the only way you'll be able to do that is if you defeat Yugi in a duel for me." <laughs> After after Kaiba went through all this trouble to be like, no, I'm not going to give in to Pegasus's weird games. I'm weird gonna go, shenanigans. I'm going to go straight to Pegasus Castle. I'm going to free my brother and I'm getting off this goddamn rock. Here he is. He's like, no, first you have to play this card game with me because that's the way anyone settles anything in this world is with card games that's instead it. of, you know, clocking him in the face and running off with your brother. But you have to earn the right to play the card game by playing more of the card game. game. Against your your most hated rival. Yep. And Kai was like, yeah, okay. I guess I don't have a choice. I'll do anything. Yep. And then it cuts back to more bullshit. (laughs) More bullshit. And uh, yeah, the the gang's all there and they're getting ready to leave the nasty, musty dungeon. And the Paradox brothers are like, ah, you've forgotten our... I forget what they sound like now. It doesn't oh, matter. You've forgotten our final test. God, and it's so bad. Joey's like, final test? What? And uh, Yugi's like, oh, yeah, the final test. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> I, you, Joey. I am so glad that they did a previously on Yu Gi Oh! before this episode started because they, they do set it up. They do say at the beginning, after you win this duel, there's going to be another puzzle. Yeah. But like, if they hadn't done that shit, I would not have remembered. Even if I were watching this on a daily basis, I would not have remembered. Yeah, anyway, um, they stand in front of the doors and they say, all right, you have to guess which door is the the correct door and which one's uh, the door that will trap you in this labyrinth forever. Mm -hmm. And Yugi says, all right, uh, I will choose using these coins. Let's, uh, Let's flip some coins for it. The one I keep in my hand is the one that we will choose. Yeah, I've nope. I've scribbled the symbols of your doors on each of them. So yeah, he holds up he holds up two uh like hundred yen coins, quarters basically. Yeah, and he he writes uh the the symbol for pair and the symbol for docs on on each, uh and he puts one in each hand and he holds out his hands like closed fist and I forget who chooses. Do they choose or does is he just doing like a theatrical? Hmm, which one am I going to pick? thing i don't remember genuinely do not remember nor do i care anyway he opens the his hand and the one for docs i believe is in it right uh that's correct yes and they're like haha you fools that's the wrong door you're gonna get trapped in here forever and uh yugi's like oh but i haven't shown you the one i'm going to pick yet because it's the one in his closed fist that they're going to choose and he opens it his hand and it's for the other door right or is it for the same door it's okay there it's complicated God, we'll get into, into it i fucking in a second. hate this bullshit <laughs> it's it's for the other door it's for the other door yeah and they're like what how did you know and he says yugi says well um i just figured that you guys can control the the labyrinth and wh- whichever door there's like a 
a, they've got a mechanism behind it. So it's like it can shunt you down different path passageways, different right. paths. And he's like, I figured that once I chose a door, um, you would just like activate this secret mechanism and we'd go down the wrong path. And there's no way we could have won. So right, I'm just exactly. going to wait until you had like gloated and then we'll go down the other one. And I only just now figured out how this actually worked. And then they're mad and I guess they can't like operate the mechanism again for some reason. For some reason. Yugi saw through their clever game. Their clever ruse. And so they're like, ah, there's nothing we can do. And so they continue on through the uh, the door. The correct door, the correct presumably. Door. And that's the end of the episode. Yay! Finally. <laughs> Jesus. Oh boy, it looks like next week we'll have another uh two or three parts. It's another three parter. It's another three parter. Okay. okay, 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 okay. Uh before we get into our, our best and worst things, I am actually excited for this next three parter okay, because good. it is another Yugi Kaiba duel. So we know that there's going to be a lot of cheering from the sidelines, a lot of good one-liners, and we're going to see Yugi and Kaiba just going at it, and we're going to get back on that magical bullshit, so help me God. <laughs> oh, there's magical bullshit? I mean, probably. It's another Yugi duel, right? Okay. Yeah. And, and like, here's the thing. The last time the Yugi and Kaiba dueled uh, was episode one episode one yeah it's we're now in episode we're 20 episodes later now yeah like, so much has time, changed for these characters last time they dueled he just uh blasted him into oblivion with exodia and and do you remember the time that we saw kaiba that yugi saw kaiba after that and it turned out to not be kaiba it was his like weird ghost or whatever it was his, kaiba's like, inner evil that yugi released slight, from his body his freaking like malevolent soul piece that broke off and became a fat clown yeah <laughs> yeah like saying it out loud makes no sense but oh, a few things in this show do yeah saying it internally doesn't make much sense either so okay so before we get into the best and worst though i do want to say i figured out because i was so angry about this and it's not my worst but i was very angry about this the end of this episode is very confusing because they get to the two doors and we're reminded of the thing at the beginning of this three-parter where one of them tells the truth and one of them tells lies but we can't tell which is which blah 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 um and what happens is yugi asks them which door will lead us to uh the, the right path and they each point to their own door and i forget how this was supposed to work but it seems like this is not how it's supposed to work. Yeah, you're supposed to be only able to ask one of them a question. Yeah. Both of them will answer you at the same time. Right. And I forget what the question is that you're supposed to ask. The question is uh what will the other guy say? Which door? Oh, will... right. And then you go in the opposite because the truthful guy will truthfully tell you that the the lying guy will tell you to go in his door. Right. The lying guy will tell you that the truth teller will go in the lying guy's door. So then you go in the opposite door that they say in the but like you got the, the standard riddle. Okay. All right. So essentially, uh, they ask the question and then Joey's like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. And Yugi goes, no, they're both lying or whatever. 
and then reveals that he thinks that they can control the mechanism or, or no, he, he says that they're both lying and we're going to leave this up to chance essentially is what he says. So he does the thing with the coins and it took me a bit to figure this out because what he says is very confusing. He says, whatever is left in my hands is the one that will choose my closed hand, my closed hand. And what he does is he first reveals the coin with Doc's name on it. And Doc's goes, uh, well, then you were clearly wrong because my door is the correct door. And that took me a minute because essentially by revealing one, he's saying... He's going to go through the other one. The other one because the, the one that's left in his hand is the one with Paris symbol on it. But, and, th- and then Yugi reveals, ah... Look at the one that I've hung on to, though. This coin also has Dox's symbol on it. And I just moved it around in my hand after I knew you were cheating. Right. So essentially what he did is he wrote three times between the two coins. He wrote uh, Dox's symbol on one coin. And then on the other coin, he wrote Dox's symbol on one side and Paris symbol on the other so that he could change his answer based on the reaction that the brothers have to the first reveal. So if they had said, okay, well, you're you're right, Dox's door is the right door, then he would reveal, now I'm confused again. Dox's door? No, he would he would reveal, oh, no, he would say if, if you're, if Dox's, if, okay, oh, Jesus, okay, so he would if if they had said that Paris door was the correct door instead he would have just flipped it around to have Paris door does that make sense yeah because he knew that no matter what he chose they were going to be like oh you fucked up sorry uh and he would have to sort of go back on that decision somehow so he put in a little he made his own luck Harvey Dent style yeah Welcome to You Activated My Puzzle, the <laughs> show where we try and solve puzzles in real time, and you have to listen to us talk about it. It's such a struggle, you guys. All right, Jimmy, uh, what was your uh, favorite part of this episode? Uh, my favorite part of the episode, for once, was uh, some of the stunts they pulled during the game. Yeah. I thought the, uh, the switcheroo that they pulled was pretty clever, and uh, a lot of the moves they did were... Um, taking advantage of how in this game you can basically do whatever the hell you want and um i mean if they're going like full into it all right i'll accept that yeah might as well i mean i i think you know we're finally starting to see at least yugi maybe not joey but definitely yugi sort of lean into the well if nobody else is gonna play fair i'm just gonna go yeah balls to the wall with this yeah i'm just gonna make stuff up as i go along yeah and just play Yu-Gi-Oh until somebody tells me i'm i'm doing it wrong and so far that hasn't happened i don't know if that's just because i'm like grown acclimated to this show's bullshit but uh, i don't know what was your what was your favorite part so my favorite part, I think, was uh, Kaiba pulling a splinter cell. <laughs> that was that was pretty great. He did it twice. He did it twice, and it was genuinely unexpected for me. Like Kaiba's done a lot of things this season. I mean, things like jumping out his uh, cliffside manor and and you know breaking into his underground lair and things. But I I really love the juxtaposition of here's this bullshit duel that's happening that we don't really care about. And then all of a sudden Kaiba comes in and like just does martial arts and it's 
It's yeah, where did he learn this stuff? Who knows, right? Like when did he have the time? Uh, but I mean, here he is kicking ass and taking names, and it's it's really fun to see. Yeah, and he had nowhere to like hide on the ceiling either, because as we mentioned before, those are really wide passageways, and two, uh, their ceilings are arched. So, what what was he holding on to up there? My personal it's not theory, lights because they've got torches. Right. No, exactly. My personal theory is he has a grappling hook that he just like left up there. <laughs> like he has a he has an infinite supply of grappling hooks. Maybe we found out uh, Spider Man's secret identity. Ooh. <laughs> crossover event yeah uh into the spider-verse starring seto kaiba (laughs) (laughs) coming soon to theaters oh i would love that that would be awesome that would actually be really freaking cool that plus monsters like coming to life (laughs) oh that'd be great um so yeah so i think i think kaiba doing the martial arts is is my favorite still can't believe nicholas cage is going to be a spider-man that's going to be real interesting yeah but he's Spider-Man Noir, right? Yeah. In uh, Enter the Spider-Verse. So, like, that might be fine. And uh, John Mulaney has signed on to be Spider-Ham. Fuck yes. That Did you not me... know this? No, I didn't know that. This is breaking news, Surprise. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> that makes me genuinely happy. I think it's going to be great. Spider-Ham. Spider... Okay, for those of you who don't know about Spider-Ham... Not a lot of people do. No, and it's it's a shame. Spider Ham, Spider Ham, does whatever a Spider Ham can. Spider Pig. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Spider Ham is a pig. Uh, Peter Porker. Uh, and that's it. That's the whole. That's all you need to know. Um, yeah, he's uh, a pig Spider Man from an alternate universe where everyone is animals. Um, it's wonderful. Uh, Jimmy, what was your least favorite part of this episode? I just re- I just realized how long this episode's been going for. We got to wrap this shit All up. All right, uh, my least favorite part was, you know what? It's going to be the Paradox Brothers rhyme scheme because yeah. they can't settle on um, like a, a a meter for their rhyming. They can't settle on when they're going to rhyme. They can't settle on. Um, if their rhymes actually rhyme, I've noticed some are like really pushing the definition of rhyming. Yeah. And I feel like the writers could have done a lot better job. I mean, I know they've got a lot to work with. They've got a lot on their plate trans translating the Japanese into, uh, rhymes in English that will fit on the screen and the time required. But um, I kind of doubt this rhymed in any language if we're being honest (laughs) though. That's just not good rhyming. And it makes me mad because if you're going to have the rhyming brothers, you'd better make them f- rhyme. I thought you were going to make that a rhyme. I was really excited for that. No. <laughs> Did me like the Paradox Brothers. I see how it is. What was your least favorite? <sighs> I'm trying to decide. I have a least favorite and I have a question. I'm going to start with my least favorite because I think... Okay. Okay. And my question is just real brief. So my least favorite also has to do with Seto Kaiba. So Seto Kaiba enters the scene in this episode, enters the episode doing kick-ass martial arts, appearing out of nowhere, being very Batman-like. And he appears in Mokuba's cell, and Mokuba goes, I knew, I always knew that you would come for me. I knew that I could trust you. You're my favorite older brother. I love you so much. Uh, I am sure that you have, and this this is very key. He says, I'm sure that you have some sort of high-tech way to get us out of here. Some sort of high tech solution. 
to get us oh, out Oh, I of don't here. even remember this line. Yeah, he specifically says high tech, which I think is key. Uh, and after a, a pause, Kaiba goes, uh, what, what does he say? He says, uh, you wait, wait, wait right there, kiddo. Uh, stand I, back. Yes, yeah, stand back while I pick the lock. While I pick the lock? That's not a technical... Squeeze me dangerous uh thing that you have and to stand he, back from. And he and he leans over and he starts fiddling with the lock, and in the shot where Pegasus comes up, he's just got like a bobby pin in that shit. <laughs> That's not high tech. You'd think he would have a laser or something. Kaiba. 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 You, sp- you Kaiba. You spent twenty got Damn episodes building portable holographic generators that do sights, smells, heat, and you couldn't bring a goddamn laser to cut through a goddamn lock to save your goddamn little brother that you love so much? Hold on, let me remember my Skyrim skills and try and pick this lock with like a little pin. It's not even like a complicated, like big lock it's no, an old-fashioned padlock. Like, padlock it's a master a lock. little one kaiba i am disappointed in you sir i am disappointed i hadn't thought about that but that is pretty disappointing could have been in and out in 30 seconds could have been oceans too okay here's my question so what's up at the end of this episode yes Kai, or Pegasus takes Mokuba's soul. Just mm-hmm. like just like he did for Grandpa. Yep. And he puts it in a Yu-Gi-Oh card. For the physical form of a body whose soul has been taken, do the autonomic responses continue to happen? I assume he's just like... Is his blood still pumping? Is he still breathing? Is yeah, like, I would imagine that his just like... Like in anime or whatever when... Some, they just kind of like fall into a coma, but their spirit has been taken away. Okay. Because like, A, if they didn't, Grandpa's fucking dead, right? Like he doesn't have a body to go back to. It's de- <laughs> it's decayed past the point of recognition at this point. Two, like is anyone going to move Mokuba's body? Because he fell face first in the dirt with his ankles and manacles. Like he's probably got two broken ankles at this point. Probably, like, dinged his skull. At least. Is anyone going to feed him? That's, oh. that's the other question. Grandpa's in the hospital getting taken care of, I'm pretty sure. Is he? I don't think he is. I think he's back at the game store. <laughs> Did they just leave him there I, on the floor to get flies? I'm pretty sure they just left him there. <laughs> I don't even remember. So, huh, now this is going to really bother me. So this is my question. Uh, and if... If you know the answer to this question, please reach out and let us know because I'm very curious. And it wasn't quite my worst this week, but another soul stealing really makes you wonder. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to tack on about this episode? No, I'm just glad it's done. I'm so glad it's over. So next week, yeah, we are starting a new uh, three-parter, but it's going to be a much better three-parter. I am sure... It better be. So help me God. Uh, It's weird to be talking about season one, episode 22, face off part one. Uh, 
which uh, should be a real treat. But until then, it's time to end the episode. Jimmy, are you ready to end the episode with a card of the week? I'm so ready. All right, let me pull up the card of the week here. Show me what you got. Card of the week this week is D, D, Unicorn Knight. Sorry, what? D, period. D, D, D. Get out of my laboratory. Unicorn Knight. It's a warrior slash effect monster. It's four stars. And it says, this card cannot be normal summoned or set. This card can only be special summoned if your opponent controls a monster and you control a face-up tuner monster. When this card is special summoned this way, you can select one of your remove from play level three or lower non-tuner monsters and special summon it. Its effects are negated. You cannot normal summon or set the turn you special summon this card. It has 1,800 attack and 900 defense. Jimmy, what does this card look like? See, when you said Unicorn Knight, I was picturing something a lot different. This guy's kind of a dork. Oh. This guy looks like... Mm, this guy looks like if you were a brony, but also wanted to LARP. Yeah, and is you're like a into... I'm sure that's a thing. You were right? like into Mecha as well. Yeah, this is like if you're a brony that wants to do Gundam LARPing. Yeah, so... It's like I can't even tell what his face, what's going on in his face there, but he's, it's he's like wearing a um, uh, what are those? You know those like padded helmets that they wear for like wrestling and stuff. That, yeah, like, isn't a full helmet. Like your hair pops out, but it covers your like cheekbones and your your uh, your chin. Yeah, he's wearing one of those, and it's bright red, and it's got a unicorn horn coming out of it, which is great. Um, the rest of his suit is like a blue, almost like a mech suit, and yep. then the chest is like the head of a monster. Like a shark's head. Uh-huh. And then he's got wings and then just a horse tail coming out. A very luxurious. A luxurious like, golden horse tail. Lisa Frank. Is it Lisa Frank? No. What were the horse binders? Yeah, that's Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank. The super colorful ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a very Lisa Frank unicorn like horse tail. It's great. And then his weapon is like what can what I can only describe as a sword tuning fork. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like a two. It, it's a, it's it's a sword hilt, and then at the guard, it splits into two swords that come up and away. And it's like a U shape, and they're both double-edged swords. So a four-edged sword. Look at you, four swords, four <laughs> edges. Oh, look at this guy. He's look at this edge lord. <laughs> oh god. Um. So yes, that's uh, that's Didi Unicorn Knight. Didi Unicorn Knight. Didi Unicorn Knight. Um, yeah, there it is. That's our card of the week. All, All right, right, everybody. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, please get in touch with us. Especially if you know more about this show than we might. Uh, especially okay, the soul thing still bugs me. Please reach out. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at YAMPOD. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Uh, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can visit our website, tyler.games slash Y-A-M-P or welcome to flavor.town slash Y-A-M-P. And our uh, our Instagram also. Uh, Didn't I say Instagram? I thought I said Instagram. Uh, it's, it's also YAMPOD. Yeah. Did you mention it or just Twitter? I thought I you know, just man. mentioned Twitter. It's too fucking late for it's, this. <laughs> it's too late uh, to re- remember Jimmy's, our social Jimmy's media. Jimmy's been doing some great stuff with the Instagram. I've been doing some okay stuff with the uh, the Twitter. Yeah. Um, we were talking, if you missed the uh, the bonus episode, we uh, did a great deal of discussion on Yugi's voice. 
and I put some samples up on our on the Instagram so you can hear the clear delineation of tiny baby child Yugi turning into uh sultry adult woman Yugi. Y'all, if you think you're ready, you are not. You're you are not. You are not prepared for Yugi's sexy voice. No. If you are already gay for Yugi, <laughs> this may make you gayer. <laughs> um it makes me feel things. This is a weird way to end a podcast. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the episode. That's hope it. To, hope to hear from you next week. <laughs> Until next time, everybody. We're finally done with all of these rhymes. And good, because they're really just crimes. That was good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah.